Hello class of 2024. My name is Julia Smarling and I'm a rising senior at Dreyfus School of the Arts and this is my advice to you. So as cliche as it sounds, always be open to new things and welcome every opportunity with open arms. And most importantly, always show the utmost kindness and respect to all those you meet and all those around you. Both upperclassmen and lowerclassmen were each on our own journeys in high school and we're all different individuals, so please be patient with yourself and remind yourself that you are doing exceptionally well and that you deserve love and everything you've worked hard for. This year has taught me a lot about myself and I've gotten the pleasure to grow and meet so many extraordinary people who've made me the person I am today. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And listen, I know it's terrifying, but I have so much hope and faith in all of you. So don't be afraid to reach out to all those around you and learn from your peers, especially the seniors. We are here to help and teach you just as much as you helped and taught us. Be appreciative of your friends, your teachers, administration, and everyone around you. But never forget that these people are more than just your acquaintances. They are your family. So to my rising juniors, good luck to you. I'm sending all my love to you. And I wish you nothing but the best in all your incredible adventures that wait for you. Bye, class of 2024. Hey besties, welcome back or to the public private story, the place where I share my inner thoughts and feelings with the people who care them to listen. It was just the last day of school, the last day of my sophomore year. And that's kind of weird because that means it's the beginning of summer and this is our last normal summer, like our last normal school summer. Because after this, junior year begins and then the summer after junior year, before senior year, it's all about preparing for senior year, preparing to prepare to go to college. And then after senior year, it's going to college. So there's no other like real school summer left. And then after that, people tell me that once you're an adult, once you graduate, whatever, there's not really a summer feel to it anymore because it's like you have your job. The schedule is completely different. You work every day except for weekends or depending on your hours, whatever it is, unless you're a teacher. But even then, it's still not the same because all of those teacher work days where you're used to not having school, you have to work now. And the way that your mindset has to change from this transition is so interesting to me. And I don't know how to feel like there's so many mixed feelings about the whole situation. Some people are really excited about junior year because they really want to go to college. They're ready to expand their knowledge and all those kinds of things. Some people are really nervous and scared because they don't know what to do. They don't know what they want to do. They're afraid of the stress and how overwhelming it might be next year. And there's some people who feel both. I feel like I'm one of those people who feel both. But I'm a little bit more on the negative side because I'm kind of a pessimist sometimes. Especially when it comes to myself. I like to think of the worst possible scenario. And then I'm like, okay, this might happen. How do I deal with it? And that's how I look at problems. Maybe I have problems for looking at problems that way. But I'm feeling very... I don't know how to feel when it comes to transitioning from sophomore year to junior year. So I'm just going to be talking about that for this whole episode. I asked a couple of my fellow sophomores their thoughts about sophomore and junior year, things that they didn't like about this year, what they liked about this year, what they're not ready for next year, and what they are excited for for next year. So I'm going to play a couple of these throughout the episode through my discussions. Personally, I'm going to give you guys an analogy, a simile, whatever you want to call it, a comparison. 
And it's about how I feel about this transition. And if it doesn't make sense to you, it doesn't make sense to you. If you get it, though, then you get me. And I appreciate that. But I feel like this whole transition, like, the idea of it is, like, having somebody have a gigantic ball of garbage. Trash, recycling, whatever it is. Maybe a giant garbage bag that's shaped like a ball because there's so many things inside of it. And then they throw it at you and it explodes. And there are so many different pieces to pick up. It feels like you're in the middle of a landfill and you don't know what you have to do because you don't know where to start. And that's what I feel like this transition feels like because it's like there are so many different pieces so many different steps you have to take to end in success. And you don't know where to start because it keeps piling up and there's so many. It's, it's just so much. That's what I'm feeling right now. And this might be a little bit of a negative mindset to have about the new year. But at the same time, negativity comes with positivity. There are both sides to it. Of course, there's going to be good things that I'm looking forward to. But at the same time, there are things that I'm scared for because I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Well, I know how to feel. It's just a mix. And it's so mixy that there are so many feelings and I don't know how to feel. So that's that's where I'm at personally. But some things that I'm nervous about, I feel like talking about them will help me like get rid of the nervousness. But some things that I'm nervous about are, first of all, all the APs I'm taking. If you guys don't know, I have an episode about why APs aren't like the best option for you. But I feel kind of like a hypocrite now because I'm taking all APs next year. But at the same time, it's not hypocritical because I was talking about the people who are only trying to oppress colleges and they're working their butt off for no reason and they don't even like what they're doing. Me, I only chose classes that I'm interested in. Some people would assume that I would go from calc to ap ap calc ab because i didn't take ap calc this year and i was like nope i'm doing something i like i'm going into ap stats so at the same time i feel hypocritical but then i think about it and i realize i'm not because i'm doing the things that i actually enjoy and if you want to hear more about that viewpoint on ap classes you can go listen to that episode i'll have it linked in the description of this episode or you can just go to my podcast and scroll a little bit and it should be there it was like last year i think no, no, no. It was in the beginning of this school year, which seems so far away. It seems so like it was so long ago, but it really wasn't. It was just a couple months ago. And that's so weird to think about. But um, I'm, I'm scared for these APs because College Board rules everybody's life. Like you can't succeed in college or like get ready without College Board. And it's kind of creepy to me how much power they have. Am I the only one who thinks like that? Maybe I'm just weird. I hope they don't cancel me for this. Oh, no, I need those scores. But besides that, um, like I said, AP classes, not because they're AP, well, maybe because they're college board, but because of the workload that comes with it. Like, I took one AP class this year, and then I had an ACE language arts class. ACE language arts, that's so easy for me, because I love how the ACE program works, like, itself. Sorry, the Brits. Well, sorry to the Americans who hate British people, but I like ACE more than I like AP. But, and then at the same time, I love language arts. So, ace language was so easy for me. That workload, piece of cake. But I'm afraid that I won't be able to survive AP Lang. Or is it AP Lit? I think it's it's one of those. I don't know which one it is. But whatever the AP language arts class that I'm taking next year, I don't know if I could survive that. Because language arts is easy for me. But when you put AP with it, I, like, feel so overwhelmed and, like, I can't do anything. And then don't get me started on having to, like, do FRQs in math and science like i can't see myself doing that it makes me feel uncomfortable but i'm gonna have to but i'm kind of excited for ap enviro 
I'll talk about that when I talk about what I'm excited for. But going on about what I'm not excited for, like I said, the workload. Because how am I supposed to juggle so many things? And me, like I said, I always bring astrology into everything. I am an earth sign. And I'm going to be rich. I am rich. I'm planning it. I'm manifesting it. Whatever. Because that's just like my birthright. That's what my existence needs to be. Richness. Money. Wealthy. Happy. Whatever. Successful. Successful is my goal. I need to be successful and that means money and happiness for me, personally. And how am I supposed to be rich if I don't have a job? And I can't have a job if I'm, like, juggling all these different, like, extracurriculars or classes. And it takes a lot of time. Taking AP classes takes a lot of time out of your schedule because you have to study, you have to do homework, whatever else it is. And it's all this work stacking on top of each other. And that's kind of overwhelming for me. And how am I supposed to have a job and do that? Because I'm planning on getting a job. My plan was to get a job over the summer. But I'm feeling lazy and I don't know if I want to do that still. But I'm going to be rich. Plus, I don't have a college fund. I will be starting now. I need to be rich and I do not plan on having debt. It's simply not happening for me. Debt, me, we're not friends. We don't connect. We don't know each other. Not at all. It's not happening. So those are the things I'm thinking about. I feel like I'm thinking big picture. Like I'm not thinking on junior year. I'm thinking about the things that I do in junior year that will affect the rest of my life or affect my future. So maybe that's why I'm scared because I'm thinking about the future. Not me psychoanalyzing myself in this podcast episode. Anyways, yeah, I'm scared about the workload. I'm scared about having to juggle different things. Don't get me started on my social life either. Because like I like having fun with my friends, but if we're all always struggling stressed out studying how am i supposed to like maintain these friendships and relationships not only with my friends but with my family too like i'm not gonna be able to see them if i'm going to school studying have club meetings after school have work and then i come home at like eight do all homework all night and then on the weekends i'm studying doing homework or working like i'm never gonna see my family again that's kind of funny to me thinking about it and when am i gonna have time for fun because like i get burnt out really easily and i procrastinate So I'm going to put my work on top of everything else. Not my work, my school. I sound like a businesswoman. Oh my gosh, that's so scary to me. I'm a teenager, please no. It's so weird to think about because I'm going to put school over everything even though I'm not going to put school over everything because I like to have fun. I like to relax. I don't like being stressed, but I'm still going to be and I know it's going to happen because it's like natural, especially when you have that big of a workload. And then at the same time, I'm kind of, what's that word? I'm manipulating myself and saying, oh, you don't deserve to complain. Other people have it worse than you. I know some kids, they took their freshman year, they took like four AP classes online while they were doing their freshman year classes. Then I know some sophomores, they were taking like three AP classes online, a couple dual enrollment courses while maintaining the workload that they were taking in school, in extracurriculars, in fun things. Like, how are you living? I would never be able to comprehend that. I applaud those students so much because that is so much work to be doing at such a young age. And I feel like I wish I could be doing that, but at the same time, I don't because I don't think I would be able to handle it. And I feel like the best thing about next year, one thing I need to keep in mind, is only do what I'm able to. Like, I have this tendency to, like, although, like I said, I put school above everything else, I also put other people above myself. So school and, like, all the things that I have to do, those are in a separate, like, category. And then on the other side, it's, like, me dealing with myself. But I always put other people in front of me. I put other people on top of me because... I I don't know if I would say I value them more, but I feel like I should be more selfless and care about them more. And I don't know how I'm going to be able to maintain that. I feel like I'm going to need to change that because if I have stuff I need to do, I can't put everybody else in front of my needs, my my 
to-do list, my accomplishments, my success. And I need to change that habit because it's not a very good one personally. Okay, in all honesty, I am scared out of my mind. Junior year is the one year that matters the most. It's like the hardest year. You take the most rigorous classes. It's the year that just matters the most to colleges and just in general. And I haven't even taken an AP class my past two years in high school. And now I'm basically taking all APs. I mean, I definitely am excited. There's going to be a lot of fun things. But at the same time, wow. I mean, we're almost seniors too. Junior year, third year in high school. I felt like literally yesterday I was a freshman. I'm excited, but also I have never been more scared for a school year in my life. I've heard multiple times that junior year is just the most draining mentally. And I don't know. I'm scared it's going to take a toll on my mental health, like big time. But I'm looking forward to just kind of getting it over with already. (laughs) Okay, on a more positive note, some things that I am looking forward to... I know this is on the top of a lot of people's list, and I know I might sound hypocritical because I hate when people talk about driving all the time, especially kids in my grade, because they obsess over it. It's so annoying. But I am excited to be able to drive to school because sophomore year, I wasn't able to because at my school, you have to be a junior or senior to be able to buy a parking pass, and to be able to park, you need a parking pass. So I wasn't able to do that. But now I can, so I can go home whenever I want, and that... I like that sense of control because I'm a Virgo. I'm kidding. I need to stop putting astrology in everything. Just listen to me talk because that's what you came for. Besides that, that's like one point. But a lot of people are really excited for it because like I said, the people in my grade cannot stop talking about driving and it's obnoxious. And if you want to hear more about that, because I do have an episode talking about things that I don't like. (laughs) I have a lot of those actually. Not a lot, but a good amount. I have a lot of astrology episodes. But I have a good amount of thing of talking about things that I don't like that people do. But there's an episode called Social Media Do's and Don'ts. And I talk about how people post them driving all the time. Like, stop texting and driving. But that will also be linked in the description of this episode. Or it was uploaded a little bit ago. Like, a couple weeks ago. A couple episodes. If you scroll a little bit, you'll find it. Definitely. So if you want to check that out, you should. But besides that irrelevant but important point, I'm excited to take some interesting classes because I feel like junior year, your counselor might accept you a little bit better. Like, take into account what you say instead of thinking, oh, I know what's best for you. But now they'll be like, oh, I see you've come this far and you know what you want and I'll let you have that. Because, like, counselors have control over what classes you take or things like that. And I know I am a dual enrollment fiend. Like, I love dual enrolling. Because the classes at the school that we dual enroll with are so interesting. Like, the course list, it's so broad. And there are so many different things that you can do. I just need to find time in my schedule. And there hasn't been a semester since freshman year that I haven't dual enrolled in. Because you're not allowed to dual enroll at my school until it's, like, the end of your freshman year. So I started then and I haven't stopped. Because I I love it. The classes are so interesting. And like I said, I'm... I'm all for people doing what they like. I'm all for people finding the courses that they're interested in, rigorous or not, and just having fun and taking them, learning something new. Because that is so much fun. I love learning. Like, if it wasn't for money, and if it was up to me, I would have, like, six degrees. Like, there are so many different pieces of information, so many different routes in life that I would love to take, but I just don't have the funds for that. But if I did, I would have, like, six or seven different degrees. One in culinary arts, one in writing, one in linguistics, one in literature 
literature, one in Spanish literature, one in something else. Like, there's a long list. Oh, so psychology. Psychology is one of my top ones. I think I, that's some, that might be the route that I go in. I'll have one in journalism. If it was up to me, I would have so many degrees. I would spend my life in school because it's so interesting to learn, and I love learning. I am so desperate for knowledge, and that kind of comes to account in everyday life because I love hearing what people have to say, too. I just love knowing things. Maybe it's because I'm nosy. Maybe it's because I'm curious. Maybe because it's creative. Creativity coming through. I think it's all three. Maybe it's all three, and that's okay with me. But I'm so excited to learn. And like I said, I am taking all AP classes. No ACE classes to be found, unfortunately, because I love ACE. But my school doesn't offer the ACE diploma. But if it did, I would be all up on that. Because I love the way ACE structures their tests. Because I love writing and it's really easy to me if it's something that I learned, something that I'm passionate about, something that I'm interested in. I could write all day about it. I could talk all day about it. Like I do on here, but I don't talk enough. It's just about astrology at this point, And I need to change that. So, hop onto the, the public-private story on instagram and give suggestions dm me look at the highlights and go to the suggestions one and just like type some stuff i don't know whatever comment just tell me what you guys want to see i will talk about anything as long as i'm interested in it or i'll just talk about it because if you want to because i put this on one of the polls i put talking about sophomore year to junior year transition you guys voted for it so now i'm doing it just let me know what you want to see and i'll do it but back to the topic i'm really excited to take interesting courses like for example i'm taking ap enviro I'm not really interested in the environment. All I know about the classes is that they watch the Lorax at the end of the year. But what I am excited for about this course is the teacher. Because I had the teacher in my freshman year for bio. And I'm so excited to have her for AP and viral because she is such a good teacher. And she is such a nice person overall. Like, she really cares about her students. One thing about my school is, like, the science teachers, a lot of people don't really like science nowadays. Unless they're really smart and taking advanced sciences. But the science teachers at my school really like science. Because I feel like in order to be a science teacher, you have to really like it. Like, maybe it's different for people who are reading teachers. Because you read every day, and you're, it's really easy to comprehend things. So maybe you don't have to be as passionate about it to be a reading teacher or a language arts teacher, whatever you want to call it, writing teacher. But I feel like for science, and maybe even math, yeah, math too, you have to really like those subjects to be able to teach about it. Because you teach the same things all the time, unless you teach different levels of the same subject. And it's like over and over again the same things. And you have to really love it to be able to talk about it so much. And I guess the repetitiveness, you get that for other classes too. But I feel like for me at least, science and math are like boring ones. Except for math. Math can be fun sometimes. Don't hate me for this. But science in particular. I'm good at it, but I don't really like it. So I feel, I have like a different level of appreciation for teachers who actually like science. And at my school, the science teachers really care about their craft. Like they are really interested in science. They're really good at teaching. They really love teaching too. And they love their students. And it's so obvious that they care about their students. And they put their students before everything else. Like there's this one teacher. Well, this teacher that I had this year. If you're listening and you know who I have, then you already know her. Or maybe you have her too. Sophomore year chemistry. My teacher, she went through it this year. So many bad things kept happening to her. It was every week thing. She kept getting sick. Her son kept getting sick. There were like family emergencies. And it was so sad. But you know what she did? She still came to school. Except for when she was sick. She stayed home, thank God. Because we don't need to spread that. Especially during COVID days. But, um... She came to school, she put her all in her teaching, even though some kids were being disrespectful, and she was such a good teacher, and you could tell she really cared about what she was doing, and I really appreciate that. Speaking of appreciating teachers, I have an episode about types of teachers that I don't understand, and that's kind of like the opposite of what I was just talking about, but I do talk about teacher appreciation within it as well. So let me know. I mean, I personally go all out for teacher appreciation day, teacher appreciation week. 
One thing that I am excited for, speaking of junior year teacher appreciation week, is this year I made a mistake because I emailed all the teachers I've ever had and I and I said happy teacher appreciation week and then I sent I did like personalized letters to my sophomore year teachers, but I forgot about my freshman year teachers because I was gonna email them and then I was in between emailing them and giving them a note because I could see them and I was like which one do I do? And then I ended up never doing anything. So I definitely need to redeem myself. And moving on to junior year teachers. I made this thing where I was going to bake for all my teachers' birthdays, but a lot of them simply never told me them. And it's kind of a nice way to know when their birthday is so I can email them every year and they don't forget about me because that would be sad. And for me to know their zodiac signs so I know how to assess like problems in their class. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. But I'm excited to bake for people. And I'm baking for money because I like funds. And like I said, it's kind of difficult to put everything above school like if i have a job like a serious job i'm gonna have to put that above school most likely because there's a lot of risk about that but that, at the same time putting school below anything there's a lot of risks that come with that too and i don't know which one i'm gonna have to put on top i want to put them equal but i know how i am and that's simply not gonna happen but if i'm my own boss if i'm my own business and i'm selling desserts then i won't really have that problem because i can decide when i'm selling and when i'm not selling and i can go off the side demand and it's really easy for me. So I'm excited to get back into that. And especially if I'm going to be driving more, then I can do deliveries and I could charge extra for that. Like, businesswoman mindset, it's coming to me because I will be rich. I'm an earth sign. But moving on to more things I'm excited about for junior year, I like the different events. Because first off, I'm an upperclassman now. I'm not an underclassman. Not that that meant anything at my school. I feel like the difference is more drastic at other schools. Like, it's like, you're an underclassman? Don't talk to me. But me personally, I love the seniors. I love the juniors. Class of 23 and 22, I was close friends with a lot of them. But now I am them. But I'm still in my class, class of 24. And I'm excited for all the events that come with being an upperclassman. Like, there's prom. I'm ready to eat prom up. I'm losing weight ahead of time so I can do a pretty dress and feel pretty because that's exciting. And then I'm excited for the event as, like, prom itself because I feel like it's fun. I'm excited for all the dances, all the field trips that come with being a junior. And then I'm preparing for all the fun things that come with being a senior. Because, you know, it's compensation. It's it's reparations for all the stress and overwhelming energy that comes with being an upperclassman. And I need those events to keep me sane, to keep me going. And I'm excited to just live my life. Because once you're older like that, there's a lot of more freedoms that come with it. So those are some positives to it. At the same time, there's all that stress. But this is about positivity. This section of the episode is about positivity. So good vibes only. But to be honest, I can't really think of anything that I'm looking forward to. Besides learning more things, driving to school, and leaving when I want. Because I don't want to stay there that much i mean my school is good i feel like i have a good school a better school than most people could say so i'm very grateful for what the school gives me the access that we have to it because some schools they can't take ab classes because you have to pay for them and they're expensive some schools can't take ace classes either and some schools it's so the teachers don't like them as much the teachers don't care about their jobs as much and we are so lucky to have such an amazing principal at my school like she cares about her job so much she is so understanding and i feel like i'm truly blessed to go to the school that i do go to and i'm really happy about it as much as i do complain but everybody complains about everything i am really grateful because not everybody gets this opportunity and it's, it's good that's definitely a positive returning to a school that i love and a school that i know appreciates me and my peers and the existence of their students and doesn't hate everybody like 
there are there are worse places I could be, and this is not one of them. So I'm happy. Hi, I'm um I'm Nico, and my favorite thing about this year was you know being in person. I feel like it's such a better vibe than being online. I was more motivated. I was procrastinating less. My grades were definitely better. Um, and the Dreyfus campus is really just such a nice environment. A lot of fun stuff happened this year that like just didn't happen last year because of COVID. Um, my least th favorite thing about this year, um, I guess being in class makes you more vulnerable to people putting their feet on you. <coughs> Mariana, <coughs> um, you know, it's really awkward when you just feel like a thing pressing into your side and you look and it's a foot. Anyways, Mr. Mix class. Every day. Yeah, like every single day, bro. Anyways, my other least favorite thing about this year is when you're in person with people, um, you get to see a little bit more of their ugly side. <laughs> and I don't mean looks, I mean personality. Um, also, I kind of wasted a little bit of this year because I was a little bit scared to like get really into that social game. But towards the end of it, I grew out of that, so it was fine. And now everything's pretty gas. Um, next year, I'm excited for debate. Um, and I'm excited to really just, you know, live my junior year to the fullest and make tons of friends and uh, have a good time. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, I'm kind of a pessimist. So I'm going back to the negative aspects. Things I'm worried about, things I'm scared about, whatever. My school is so competitive because we're like the best of the best. That sounds a lot, very, very cocky. I'm sorry. But our school, you have to audition again into the school. You have to have a certain GPA. Even though the GPA is personally like really low, I thought that they would require higher than that. But I guess it's because it's an art school. They require higher in things that aren't academics, like your art area. That's what they call it at my school. Or they're your major. Art school is so competitive. It's so... It's so competitive. Like, people are fighting so hard to be the top of the classroom rank. People are taking, like, 16,000 different APs at one time along with their workload. Like I mentioned before, there's a lot of people taking additional online classes, taking lots of AP exams. Like, they're there every day for each AP exam because they took so many different courses. And it's kind of scary for me because I, I want to do my best, and I know doing my best is something I can do, and I do my best all the time. But I feel like sometimes I let myself slide or I don't do as much as i could sometimes i slack off because i feel like i'm never going to be as good as them so why should i even try so it's kind of like they're kind of like dissuading us by making us so competitive and i don't think it's necessarily like a main entity like our principal or the school administrators who are pushing us to be so competitive i think that's just the nature because if everybody here is like at the top of their class they'd be at the top of their class in every other school but now it's so many people who are at the top of their class in one school it makes it more competitive because everybody's trying to be the best we're all at the top level but if there's so many kids at the top level then there's a new hierarchy that gets formed because people who would usually be at the top at any other school they're like sinking to the bottom because there are people who are better than them. So if it's so many good people in one place, everybody has to fight to be great. And that's why everybody's overworking themselves, burnt out, trying their hardest, harder than their hardest to trust, try to be the best. And I feel like the sense of community is like drowned out by the sense of com competitiveness. And it's kind of scary because it's like people are turning on each other. That sounds like a war. I'm sorry. It is not that. It's not that deep. It's not that intense. But sometimes people make it to be so intense. And I'm not trying to invalidate their experiences or their emotions. But being at the school is so hectic because everybody wants to be on top of everybody. But everybody's so good that it's hard to find where people end up at the bottom and where people are at the top. Like the scale or the scheme or the 
whatever you want to call it, it's so tight that they have to broaden it, but it's hard to broaden it if we're all so good. The students at my school are really smart, are really advanced, are really talented. And if everybody's so talented, how are we going to find who ends up being the best? Because that's the main problem. Some people really want to be number one. Some people really want to be top 20. And in high school, that means something because that's how you become salutatorium or valedictorian. And like, but at the same time, I feel like it doesn't mean anything. I feel like I talk, I could talk about like class rank and why being on top doesn't really mean anything at my school like all day. So if you guys want to episode on that and I can go into that whole spiel I definitely would but I feel like with junior year coming up it's going to get even more competitive because everybody wants to get into college and if you think about it everybody's going to get into college at the last resort there's community college they accept everybody you'll be fine you just have to worry about like paying debts and um tuition and all that but everybody in my school will definitely go to college if they want to if they choose to go to college then they'll be there. If they don't want to, they want to start a business, they want to go into the military, wherever they want to go, they'll end up where they want to go because everybody at my school is so smart, so talented, so successful. And they will be successful. But then we're over here thinking, oh, how am I supposed to go to the best college ever if everybody else is also trying to go to the best college ever? And that's where the competitiveness comes in because it's like we're trying to be the best, but everybody else is also the best, so it's really hard to do. And that's scary. It's stressful. It's going to make it so much more hectic next year because everybody's going to be trying to do their best for colleges and everybody will do their best for colleges. But then that's when it comes in who did their best the best. And now moving on to something way more negative because I feel like stressing about competitiveness isn't as sad as what I'm about to talk about. Sorry to be a demi doubter, but it's also one of my fears about next year. There is that excitement about going back to school, but then there's that a little bit of fear also because of the state of the of like the school system america in general like it's just so like nerve-wracking to think about everything that's going on all at once like a couple weeks ago at my school we had a code red because there was an intruder and it could have been way worse than it was could have been way worse than it was but it wasn't thank god but then a couple weeks later a couple of days ago Something really tragic happened at an elementary school in Texas. And that is so scary. That is so scary to think about that. That's like an everyday thing. And I saw this one graphic was like, there were like 144 days in 2022, but there have been like 200 school shootings. Why is that a thing that we have to worry about? That is so crazy to me. Why is that a thing that we have to worry about? In other countries, they make jokes about it, but it's not funny at all. And I don't get why it's so normal. Like, why is that normalized? Like, I get having security procedures or, like, code red drills and stuff. But why is that a necessity? Why does it happen so often that we need to take these precautions for these situations? Like, why is this a recurring thing? It is so sad. It is so disgusting that nobody's doing anything about it. And I feel so terrible. Like, I have little siblings. And every now and then, the nervousness and anxiety gets to me and I like overthink and I'm like what if this is the last time I see them because they're going to school do they know how to protect themselves in cases like these do they know what to do and it's so sad it's so like disappointing that this is the reality these are things that we have to think about worry about stress about talk about well it's good to talk about them so there's like awareness being raised but at the same time why is this a thing why can't, why is this a thing? Why can't we make it better? And it's happening over and over again, so why is it not changing? Why are people worried about things like regulating people's bodies instead of talking about how kids are dying, going to school, trying to get an education? There's lots of awareness that needs to be raised, and people simply aren't doing that, and it's so disappointing. 
Like I mentioned, I'm so grateful to go to the school that I do go to because the staff, the principal, the administrators, they took the steps that they needed to take last week to keep us safe and they care about us. And that it's so, it's so, that's the positive that came out of it, although it was a really scary situation and there's a lot of scary situations like that happening across the nation all the time. It's literally the end of the school year. How's this still happening? How's this still happening after it's been happening for years? It's so crazy, but... I don't want to say the good side of it, the good part of it, but I'm just glad to go to a school where I know that the teachers and administrators and the adults that are supposed to take care of me, I know that they can do that, that they will do that. And I wish that something happens where the circumstances change and this isn't a recurring problem in America or anywhere at all, because it's not a problem we should be having. Hey everyone, my name is Arik. I'm a rising junior and communications major at Dreyfus. And before I get started in sharing my thoughts, I just wanted to wish everyone a happy summer. I hope that it's filled with a lot of well-deserved rest and relaxation. So about a week into summer, I've been doing a good amount of reflecting on what exactly a transition from sophomore to junior year would look like. Obviously, it's going to be filled with increased academic rigor, increased involvement in extracurriculars, and as a result, an increase in stress. But it's also going to be a period of time where we feel that our work is the most important and that our work is valued and that it's viewed as essential to the school. Honestly, as we take on more projects, more extracurriculars, more academics, our work becomes important now more than ever. The freshmen and sophomores will look up to us and we're gonna look to the seniors so then they can pass down their knowledge and that their expertise and their passions. It's important to find a lot of enjoyment in the little things every single day. And honestly, that's probably the most important thought that I have to share from my reflection. I recently watched a movie called The Fallout on HBO Max, which was basically about the aftermath of a school shooting, which was really eye-opening and very sad to see because although it was fictional, but you could really see how it affected the characters and their families and everything. So if you want an eye-opener on how it feels, and of course the news shows it as well, like the people, the parents who lost their children in the shooting, it was really heartbreaking to see because people were saying how thoughts and prayers, although they're kind, it's nice that you care, it doesn't really do anything because it doesn't bring the victims back and it doesn't raise awareness or it doesn't pass legislation or do anything to stop these things from happening they shouldn't be happening i don't know why they are happening people should be doing more to prevent these kinds of things there's another movie or i think it's a documentary on netflix i believe it's called something along the lines of like if something happens i love you on netflix and it's supposed to be similar i believe it's a little bit more like fact presenting than the fallout because the fallout is more a narrative film both of those movies were eye-opening, and if you want to do something to change what's going on, I will be putting a link in the description of this episode, so please check that out, and thank you for listening. <clears throat> Hi guys, my name is Mariana, and my favorite thing about sophomore year was, um, I kind of I became myself again, you know, I just, I kind of wasn't feeling myself freshman year, like, it was, it just wasn't me, but this year I really got into, like, my old ways, my old habits, and I really, I feel like myself again. Something I didn't like about this year was, like, I guess it was just kind of hard to get back into that in-person routine, and I was kind of exhausted every single day of my life. Like, I can't really remember a day I didn't get home and, like, want to go to sleep. 
Um, but moving on, I'm looking forward to nothing next year. Actually, that's not true. I'm looking forward to the Muse. That'll be fun. Maybe debate.